Hey guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you for checking this podcast out produced entirely by Anchor.fm. Guys, if you're interested in creating your own podcast, Anchor is the easiest way to do it. And the cool part, it's free. Anchor has all the tools to help you create, record, and edit a podcast directly from your phone or computer. They even handle the distribution, putting it out to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other sites. What's really cool about Anchor, they even allow you to monetize your podcast Again, for free, you can generate income from your podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's talk real quickly about how you make money in real estate. First step, you have to buy the properties right. You have to buy properties at a discount. The second way that you make your money in real estate is by knowing your numbers. This is super, super important. If you're implementing the Burr strategy, you have to know your numbers. Really cool tool we use to help us estimate our repair numbers more accurately is called Rehab Estimator Pro. Check out RehabEstimatorPro.com. Use the promo code DPI and you're going to get 40% off of the price. Rehab Estimator Pro has changed the way that we estimate our repairs. We used to kind of shoot from the hip. Uh, We use rule of thumbs. We use uh, square foot multipliers. And those things work, but this nails it down. Check it out, guys. RehabEstimatorPro.com. Use the promo code DPI. Welcome to the Discount Property Investor Podcast, where we show you how to buy real estate at a discount so you can create wealth over time and income today. Our mission is to share what we have learned from the experience of others and help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate, the Discount Property Investor way. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back, guys. This is the Discount Property Investor Podcast, episode 15. I'm your host, David Dodge, with co-host Mike Slane. Hey, guys. Check out the freewholesalecourse.com, guys, if you haven't been there yet. Jam-packed, tons of free information on how to get started wholesaling in your market today. Also, check out discountpropertyinvestor.com if you're looking for deals in the St. Louis uh, area. We have tons of them on there. You can subscribe and get our emails in the top right hand corner. Today is episode 15 and we really want to dive in and talk about talking with sellers. Okay. Talking with sellers is obviously the next step after you get your list and you get your mail out or you went out and drove for dollars sure. and sent your mail or you put up your bandit signs, whatever you are doing to market, the idea with your marketing is to get that phone ringing. So at this point, we hope that you have done what we have taught in previous episodes, as well as the freewholesalecourse.com to get your phone ringing, okay? Once that phone starts ringing, you have to to actually talk to these people. Yeah, it's a huge stumbling block for a lot of people. It is a huge stumbling block, absolutely. And when I first started, you know, I was just going going you know balls to the wall and full throttle and i just wanted to get my phone ringing and you know after about three months i was like man how do i get this thing to 
to slow down a little bit <laughs> because I was still nervous a couple months in talking to these people. But, you know, one thing that really changed you know, the paradigm shift in me was they're just people, mm -hmm. you know, and they just want to sell a property and you're providing them a solution. You're providing them a service and, you know, you, you should be shooting for that win-win. And, you know, it's not hard. You know, you talk to people all day, every day anyway. So you're just going to talk to them about a property that they have and you're going to be providing them a solution and help them sell that deal. Absolutely. So you should be excited when the phone rings and you have to talk to a motivated seller. That, Don't be scared. Yeah, and that's what I was kind of saying as a stumbling block is a lot of people, um, I'll see, they'll, they'll put out some mail and they'll get a couple phone calls and they'll be like, oh yeah, a few calls, I haven't called them back yet. Well, you shouldn't have to call them back. First off, you want to answer the phone when it rings. Like you that's should. super, super important. Mm -hmm. um, to, to being successful is answering the phone when it rings. Um, again, I think I, I just can't emphasize that enough is that you're spending this money, you're spending this effort to get your phone to ring, answer it. And don't be afraid, it's not a big deal. You're just talking to somebody, um, you're just talking to another person. Mm -hmm. I think uh, my, my personal experience, uh, just a total uh, 180 degree shift in my thinking uh, I used to, and this is years ago now, but if the unknown number would pop up and like I didn't have them saved, I'd, I'm not answering it, they'll leave a message and I'll get back to them. Yeah, figure out who that yeah. is and maybe or maybe not. Yeah, maybe I'll call, maybe I will. It's completely different now. Now I answer every unknown call. So I'll see my wife and she'll like, oh, I don't know who that is, I'm just gonna send it a voicemail. And I'm like, just answer it. Like, I just, prefer unknown calls at this point. Yeah, <laughs> that's potentially money It's right potentially there. money is versus somebody asking me for a favor or some, something like that. You oh, know? so quick, so. Uh, I'll digress a little bit. So. Uh, this just happened a couple days ago. Dave was working on setting up a new line for one of our employees, and uh, I answered the phone, and he's like, oh, Mike, why'd you answer the phone? I'm like, well, because it freaking rang, man. That's why I answered the phone. You answer the phone when it rings. Yeah, setting up the system. Yeah, so anyways, I, I just, uh, again, it's just something I do now. It's just it's what you do. If you can answer the phone, you answer the phone. Yeah, definitely. If you no. can answer the phone, answer it, because yeah. you got to put yourself in the shoes of the motivated seller, too. If you get a marketing piece or you see a bandit sign or whatever, let's say you get a letter and you open that letter and it says, you know, hey, my name is Dave and, you know, I buy houses and I want to buy your house. I, you know, you can reach me on this number and you, mm -hmm. and you call that number and you just get some answering message that says, hey, this is Dave. I'm not here. Leave me a message. That's not very enticing to like want to work with that person. Right. If they answer the phone and they're like, hey, this is Dave. What's going on? What can I do to help you? And they're like, oh, I got your letter. And you're like, great. You have a house you want to sell? I want to buy it. Mm -hmm. I was looking I mean, for a house. Boom. Yeah, I need That's house. like, okay, I'm getting somewhere. I'm getting somewhere mm -hmm. fast. That's great. So, yeah, like Mike said, if you can answer the phone in real time, you know, make every effort possible to do so. If you can't. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end yeah. of the world. But you do want to put together a really nice voicemail that explains what you do and who you are. You don't mm -hmm. want to just say, hey, this is Dave, I'm not here, leave me a message. In that voicemail, put together some, you know, some nice content that just says, hey, this is Dave, I'm not available, you, you know, maybe you got one of my letters, or just elaborate on your voicemail a little bit to let them feel comfortable. You know, that way they know you're gonna call them back and they may leave a little bit more information than just, hey, this is John, call me. You know, you, you wanna try to get them to leave information like, 
hey, you know, this is who I am. I have this property for sale. I got one of your letters. The more information, the better, because yeah. you're kind and of building rapport without even having to talk to them. Absolutely. And I know when I started um, in, in the message, I would say maybe ask for the address. Because, again, it makes me, when I started especially, I was a lot more confident on the phone when I knew the address of the property because I could look it up and do a little bit of... Prior to calling yeah, them back. Yeah, prior to calling them back. So it just gives you that... Um, that little sense of sense of confidence or whatever it is that'll help you pick up the phone and actually call them back. Mm -hmm. So again, yeah, it's a great point. Leave a nice uh, message, voicemail message. So if, like if you have a day job and you really can't, just make sure you have that set up properly mm -hmm. or if you're on the phone. Whatever. Yeah, or if you're on the phone and so you missed the call. You that's know? extremely important. Uh, set up a separate number I would recommend for your marketing pieces. Mm -hmm. Have a good uh, voicemail and answer the phone if you can. Mm -hmm. So and let's fast forward a little bit. Let's get into actually talking with the sellers. Um, I'm gonna say there's probably two actual goals that you have for um, for yourself when you're on the phone. The first goal is building rapport with the seller. Mm -hmm. And building rapport is basically all about making a friend. So when somebody calls, you are trying to basically break down that wall because most people they call and they're gonna think- They're oh, skeptical. Her, very skeptical. Yeah. So they don't necessarily want to give their house away. That's what most people, you know, they wanna sell. Hey, I got your letter. What is this? Why are you Why are you sending me a letter? Mm -hmm. You know, they're gonna be a little bit, you know, just kind of forward with you in the beginning. So yeah, you wanna become, you wanna try to make them a friend. Mm -hmm. You know, you wanna present them the, the idea that you are a buyer and they may be a seller and you want to work with them you want to help them so, yeah and there's there's super easy ways and my favorite way and it's just like kind of my personality too is uh, mirroring I think is the easiest mm. way to really I mean it's it's almost uh, subconscious like what is mirroring way to build rapport mm -hmm. so mirroring is basically acting like a chameleon so if you've got a seller, like Dave said, they come on and they're a little bit more pushy, more pushy, more hostile. They're like, hey, why'd you send me this letter? Well, then your response can be, well, why did you call me? I mean, you just want to be a little bit, if they're yeah. direct, be direct right back. Like, <laughs> But it works. It, it, it is. It breaks it down that wall. Then mm -hmm. they're going to be like, well, you sent me this letter, you know, and I was, I was just curious. And then you can take it down a notch and say, okay, well, that's good. Uh, you know, I'm an investor here and we're looking to buy houses. Is this property something you're interested in selling? I mean, again, you just you you want to keep uh, asking questions. I would say, but uh, definitely mirror them. So if they the talk other, fast, you talk fast. It's a great. If example. they talk slow, you talk it's slow. If they example. talk quiet, you may want to talk a little bit quieter. Absolutely. You don't want to you know overwhelm them or you know, mirroring. It's a great it's a great concept, but people like people that are like them. Mm -hmm. And if you can you know put yourself in a situation where they feel like they're talking to themselves or somebody like themselves then building the rapport is gonna be a lot easier. Yeah, so it's just very, done on a, on a subconscious level when you're doing exactly what they do. And so like Dave and I, like if you're talking with your hands a lot, use your hands a little bit more. If hand. they talk with their hands a lot, talk with your hands. Mm -hmm. uh, it's when, when you're out there meeting with people. So the other thing I would say is don't talk too much. So your goal is to ask them questions and find out about them and you want them to open up to you. That's really- Mike, that is, Mike, that's such a great point because when I first started doing this, I always had the tendency to try to dominate the conversation. And I didn't do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. I just, I was, I was scared of talking to these sellers. And, you know, it's just whenever you get scared, I think, or nervous is a better word, you tend to talk a lot. And, you know, that, you know. Well, everyone's different. I know you for, oh, for you, I that's talk for absolutely hours true. and hours yeah. and hours. Yeah. But, you know, that's a great point, though. Don't talk too much. And we're going to get into that in just a couple minutes here whenever we talk about our script. 
mm-hmm. that we're going to be giving away, and it, you can also find it in the show notes. But the idea is to ask them about them and ask them about the property and get them talking. Mm-hmm. Because the more they talk, the less questions you have to ask. And the more they can talk about them or their property, the more comfortable they're going to feel. Mm-hmm. You know. Gosh, so. I can't remember the name of the book. Oh, geez. It's, maybe it was How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, but it was basically, it's, it's having a conversation with someone. If you're able to basically not talk, they're almost guaranteed they're more likely to say, oh, I really like that person. If they were talking about themselves <laughs> they all night. They listened to me. Yeah, they were really, <laughs> man, they really, really are a great, mm-hmm. great guy. Well, and they're doing all the talking. Doing it, all it's the super talking. easy. So again, don't talk too much. Mm-hmm. Um, steer. Make sure you're kind of trying to direct the conversation or steer the conversation the way that you want to go, which is focusing on the house. And Just the, ask the right questions. You don't need to ask a ton of questions. Just mm-hmm. ask the right ones. And we'll give that to you here in a few minutes in the script. Right. Absolutely. So the first goal then was to build rapport with your sellers. My second goal and probably the most important thing on the call is to determine the motivation. Uh, you have to figure out why they need to sell. The most important thing. Yes. Even motivated sellers are going to hide it from you at first. Nobody's going to say, oh, I am desperate to sell my house. I mean, I haven't made a mortgage payment yeah. in four months. If, and you, I'm going if I don't get someone to buy this in the next 15 days, I'm going to lose all my equity. Yeah. Like that, They're that not going to tell you that right away. Gonna now, happen. will they tell you that if you build enough rapport? Absolutely. Sure. And that's the purpose of building rapport is to make them feel like you're trustworthy and that you're their friend. And then the, the can of worms is going to open and you're going to learn all that, but yeah. yeah like so on you call said, one, it's probably not going to happen, uh, especially right away on call mm-hmm. one. Maybe not even on call two or three. Who knows? Um, but again, you want to ask why do you want to sell? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to suggest entering that into the the conversation more than once. Uh, I'm not sure if we've got that in the script, but again, you want to enter it in. I mean, I, I like to interject it at least two or three times. Is uh, so why did you need to sell again? And just kind of rephrase it a little differently. Why did you want to sell? Why did you need to sell? Or what's going on again? Mm-hmm. I'm so, I just ask it several different times in several different ways. Yeah, I usually just say, why do you need to sell? Mm-hmm. Just keep it simple. You know, Mike, what would you say? This is kind of off topic, but not really. Yeah, sure. what, what, what would you say the average duration of a call is when it comes in? Because I bet you my duration is three times as long as yours, <laughs> just because I talk forever. Absolutely. But I feel like I do. I do such an awesome job of building rapport with these people because, you know, I just ask the right questions that it's for me. I can usually get them to tell me on the first, maybe not the first call, but usually, you know, the second call, that they're losing the property or that you know this situation is terrible, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But what would you say the average duration of you know an inbound, motivated seller call between the time that you answer and the time that you've either determined that you want to make an appointment with them or that this is not the deal for you today? Absolutely. Um, so. Obviously, you know our business. We set it up a little bit differently, so I'm not handling a lot of our calls anymore, Mm -hmm. our inbound initial calls. But when you were? When I was, I would say I probably got it down to three to five minutes is Mm -hmm. about the length of my first call. That's I I wish I could do that. Yeah, so I was going to say, I bet yours is 15 to 20. Mine's 15 to 20 on average, you know, and sometimes it can only be two Mm -hmm. if if they, you know, are just calling and saying, well, I got your letter and I'm not Mm -hmm. really interested in selling, but I want to hear your offer. You know, and then it's like, okay, I'm wasting time at this point. But if they're really motivated, I don't mind spending sometimes 25, 30 minutes on the phone with them. Because then when I go out and meet them, they're like excited to meet me. They've already talked with me a a bunch, you know. But ideally, you want to keep it down to three to five minutes. And we've got, I guess, very different approaches too. So Mm -hmm. I'd rather... If uh, if they're motivated and I've got a two or three minute call, three to five minutes call, I'll set the appointment right away and I'll set it for as soon as possible. 
So mm -hmm. if I know they're motivated, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to meet them, and that's where I'm going to spend an hour. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll just hang out. I'll be awkward and quiet and just hang out for a long time. Yeah. Yep. Make a friend. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I guess the, the point that I brought that up is mm -hmm. there's really no, like, there's no right way or better way. I mean, you want to ask the right questions, of course, which we're going to tell you here in the script. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, if you, if you if the call is three to five minutes, great. And if it's 15 or 20 minutes, not a big deal either. I mean, at the end of the day, you want to set the appointment. Yeah. That's your goal. So, so there's uh, – exactly. I was going to give the recap. So basically you're trying to build rapport. Uh, the next step is determine their motivation. And the end game is to set that appointment mm -hmm. for sure. So, Dave, you want to go ahead and kind of jump into a little bit of the script that uh, we Yeah, this is just a script that we put together here. It's um, – again, there's not, there's not a – you don't need a script. You don't, I'll, I'll you don't need a there. script yeah. at all. Absolutely. And like when I first started, I had the script that I have here. And really, it's just a bunch of lines. Like it has a couple bullets for the most part. But really, it's just an area for you to write down the information, you know. So um, typically, um, whenever you get your motivated seller calls, um, you're going to answer and you're going to say, you know, good morning. This is David. How may I help you? Or good afternoon. This is David. How may I help you? And then the seller is going to say, well, you know, hello, this is, and then their name. And they're going to say, I received one of your letters. And, you know, a small percentage of them are going to ask, you know, why you're sending them a letter or how you got their name. And one of the ways that we, you know, kind of move past this, this objection right off the get-go. You know, typically first, or, you know, first question, how'd you get my name or why are you sending me a letter? And the, the best way to, to handle that objection is just say, you know, we use a direct, uh, a direct mailing list that targets older neighborhoods, and it's very general. And that's typically it's going to solve their problems, it's going to answer their questions, and it's going to kind of disarm them. You know, it's like we're not targeting you specifically. You know, unfortunately, you're not special. You know, we send out a lot of mail, and we just target older neighborhoods, okay? Um, but them asking that question is actually not a bad thing because your once you follow up with that answer your next question is are you interested in selling your property or do you have a property that you are interested in selling and that's going to kind of open up the um the questionnaire for you to start getting information from them okay now the whole time that you're asking these questions and you're kind of driving them and directing them towards you know you getting the information that you need you want to build rapport so if they ask you a question answer it and I don't know what that question is going to be. It's different every time. Right. That's why a script is all is really tough to it is to really nail tough, down. You know, but it it is a good idea in the beginning to take what we're putting together here and print it out. Absolutely. And write this stuff down. If you're using a CRM, then you can type this stuff in. But this is a great way to keep track of all the information because they're going to throw a lot of it at you, especially when you ask the right questions and when you build a rapport. They're going to just start talking. Like I said, some of my phone calls are 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a lot of information that I'm taking down. But the more information you can get, the better sometimes. Okay. So, um, well, in the script also, uh, the reason it's so good is it as a newer investor, it helps you focus and remember, oh, I need to I ask, need to this. ask this. I yeah, need to I need ask to that. ask, oh, yeah, how many beds and baths is that right? Or Absolutely. whatever. I mean, you, you definitely want to focus focus in on it. So, so let's recap just the, just the intro real quick here. You know, good morning. This is David. How may I help you? And then they're going to say, hi, this is, you know, this is Mike, for example, and I received your letter. Um, again, they may ask how you got the list. They may not. Um, if they do, just say, you know, we, we target older neighborhoods and, and do a lot of direct mail. You know, are you interested in selling or do you have a property that you would be interested in selling? 
And then from there, just start taking on information. So the first thing I always get is their name. And then I'll, I'll always put the date too. You know, the date's really important because whenever you start your follow-up process, you need to know when you first talk to this person and when they first reach out. So name, date, and then I'll get the address of the property. Um, I'll try to get as much of the detail in the address as possible. I, I want to get the city, I want to get the state, I want to get the zip, just in case that you know, you're not sending a letter to somebody that's out of state and they're trying to sell you another property that's also out of state. You know, Make sure you have a property that's local. And then the most important question is next, okay? What is your reason for selling? Or why do you need to sell this property? Absolutely. That is the most important question you can ask and it's always a good idea, like Mike mentioned a couple minutes ago, to ask this question several times. But I always ask this question after I get their name and their address and the date. So you gotta get a couple little minor things that mm -hmm. are very basic and simple and quick, but then immediately, you always wanna jump into what is your reason for selling, and then just shut up. Don't talk. Absolutely. Okay. That's a great strategy too, because you get them to answer their name and the address of the property that I mean those are super simple things yeah, the date, not, you don't need to ask for you can just get but, but the name and the address they're not gonna say no to that because they are gonna sell a property so then immediately you're asking the most important thing mm -hmm. the, which is their motivation mm -hmm. so what is your reason for selling That's absolutely excellent you gotta ask that because no don't be it's no. a good great point you know you you have to figure out their level of motivation and that's the best way to just directly ask them. What is your reason for selling? And then, you know, just be quiet and let them talk. And typically if they start talking and then you don't like try to interrupt them or, you know, try to start talking again, they'll just keep going. There may be a, a pause in there or even several, but they'll just keep talking. So let them go. So another reason that we don't like, you know, using a script per se is because the conversation doesn't flow naturally. So, you know, the script that we have, again, the majority of it's just lines where you mm. can write on, okay? Because um, you want the conversation to flow naturally. You want to build that rapport. You don't want to, you know, try to ask them how much money they owe before you ask them why they're selling. It just doesn't make sense. Yep. Okay? So we're flowing here. So you got their name, their address. Next, most important question, what is your reason for selling? Let them speak, okay? So they're going to tell you a lot of information in that period. So once they kind of get to the point where they're, done telling you their reason for selling the next thing that we always want to know is you know is the property occupied or is it vacant just simple you know one or the other if it's vacant great you know that's going to be an easy property and their level of motivation is going to probably be higher if it's occupied then you can kind of expand on that and say okay is it owner occupied or are you renting this property? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's pretty basic. If they're renting it, you just want to expand on this stuff, guys. This isn't rocket science. So if they're renting it, oh, that's great. Tell me a little bit about the tenants. How much money are you collecting in rent? How long have they been there? Are they good? I mean, it's three basic, simple questions. You don't even need to write that stuff down um, in order to ask them. You just know, like, oh, it's rented? Oh, that's interesting. How much are you getting? How long have they been there? Are they good? so on and so forth, okay? So once you get that information um, about you know, their name, address, why they're selling, and then a little bit about the property's occupancy, then I usually will ask them for their phone number, okay? I'll, I usually already have it on my caller ID, but the way that I say is, listen, this information is really great. I'm excited about you know, learning more about this property, and hopefully I can come out and see it in the next you know, couple days or maybe even today. Um, what's a good number to reach you back at in case that we get you know disconnected or I need to reach back out for more questions 
And the reason that I do ask for this number versus just write down the caller ID is they may be calling you from a work phone. They may All be, the time. They may be over yeah. at their grandma's house for the evening and, the they're, and they're going through their mail. You never know what the situation is. So you want to always ask, hey, what's a good number to reach you back at? And I'll usually write down the number that they tell me and the number that I, that's on the caller ID. 50% of the time it's the same number, but 50% of the time it's not. Mm-hmm. It's a different number. So now I have two points of contact to reach this person, okay? If you wanna get an email, that's great too. I usually don't right away because it's just not important right now. If I need to reach them, I'm gonna call them, you know? So next I just say, hey, I just have a few more questions for you. Um, do you own the house outright or do you have a loan on it? You know, just try to get a little bit of information about the finance of the deal. So you've already got their level of motivation and you've determined if it's vacant or occupied. So next just say, you know, do you own this house outright or do you have a loan on it? And um, they may say, oh, you know, I have a loan on it. So instead of jumping right into the next question of, oh, okay, how much do you owe? There's a little bit of a science there to ask that question without being too People will get funny about money. They'll get funny so, about money. It's a great, yeah, I love that. It's a, yeah, it's a great. Well, it's like with income and anything else. People get a little funny about it. So yeah. you do have to uh, You have to approach tread it lightly. properly. Mm-hmm. Tread lightly. So what I'll do is if they say they have a mortgage, I'll just say, oh, okay, great. And then I'll move on, but I'll come back to it. So I'll say, is there anything about the property that I may need to know about, like any taxes being passed due or do you have any sewer bills or any type of... Uh, any type of like you know debts on the property that I may need to be made aware of if I buy this property, you know, and that's just a great way to kind of open up the conversation about money without being too intrusive, mm. you know. So, are there any back taxes? And oftentimes they'll say, "Yeah, I haven't paid them in two years, or I'm three years behind. I have to get them paid in six months, or they're gonna, or I'm gonna lose it," you know. And then once they start talking about numbers, then it's really easy to get to keep them talking about the numbers. So then you can say, oh, okay, great. You know, you got your taxes paid or you owe some taxes. Um, you don't have any, you know, sewer bills or trash bills that are unpaid. You know, how much do you owe on the property? And often when you, whenever you structure it like that, they're not going to have a problem telling you. If they say, oh, well, that's not my business, no problem, move on. Hmm. You know, if they tell you, great, write it down, you know. And then the next little bit of information is just about the actual property itself. And this is just basic stuff. But again, you would some people would maybe ask this in the very beginning. I ask it in the end. So the, the, the next questions are, you know, about the home itself. When was it built? How big is it? So you're built, square footage. What's the style of the home? And style is actually a really great question because people don't really understand that question. They'll, you know, like style could be contemporary or it could be... Mid-century um, modern. Slab. Yeah, yeah. It, it, could be, it could be a lots of things. So whenever you say, what's the style of the home? Just ask that question and just be quiet, just wait. And oftentimes they'll say, oh, it's a piece of junk. <laughs> That's true. You yeah. know, and then you're like, okay, level of motivation's there, I can get a good price. And if they do tell you the style, write the style down. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, and then of course, last but not least, how many floors, does it have a basement? How many beds, how many baths? Okay, and that's, that's the nuts and bolts of what you need, okay? If they're in a hurry, um, the last question you should ask is, Hey, just describe the shape of the home. You know, excellent, good, average, or poor. And just listen, take notes. And they're usually gonna tell you, oh, it's it's poor, it's been vacant for four years, it needs this, 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 and this. You know, it's just a piece of junk I wanna sell. Or they're gonna say, 
It's actually in pretty good condition. I've been renting it out for a couple years. It may need carpet and paint. Other than that, it's good to go. Mm -hmm. So you've got what you need. If you have more time with them and they're not in a hurry, then just elaborate on some of that stuff. You know, oh, how is the roof? Have there been any, any remodels or any additions to the property? Um, you know, have you had any major issues lately? Just kind of elaborate on it. But really what you're looking for is just the nuts and bolts of, you know, the square footage, the number of floors, the bed and the bath, and, you know, the, con the overall condition of mm -hmm. the property. I would, again, and I'm, I'm, that's a great, uh, great script to get you guys started. So check that out in the show notes. Mm -hmm. I would say uh, don't, don't be a slave to the script, though, either. You definitely want to let the conversation flow naturally. I know Dave's already said that. I just want to reiterate that. Absolutely. Because you're having a conversation with another person. It's not a scripted conversation. It's got, not a scripted conversation. You've got to just be yourself and build rapport. And yeah. being yourself, I think, is what's going to help you um, really establish or build that rapport with people Yeah. And when you make a connection Absolutely. with someone. So. I do want to just add on this. And, then, and that's it. That, that's the whole script. That's it. That's it. That's all there is to it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the I do want to add on this, though. Every seller that you talk to is going to be a little different they're gonna have a little bit different level of motivation and they're gonna have a different house. So, you know, we have this script just so you, so you can look at the questions that you need to ask, but they don't need to really be asked in order. The only question that I would say that definitely needs to be asked in any type of order will be what is your reason for selling and it needs to be at the top of your list. So get their name, get their address, and then immediately before you jump into anything else about bed, bath, conditions where footage vacancies are occupied is what is your reason for selling because their level of motivation is everything mm -hmm. in this business okay and again if you do it right and you build rapport correctly and you know just simply ask questions and be quiet let them talk most of these questions they're gonna tell you where you don't even need to ask I mean I, I I've had callers call me and I'll ask them one question you know what's your name Mm -hmm. And I'll have the whole list, the whole <laughs> sheet filled out within five minutes because some people love they to just talk. love to. I'm one yeah, of them. They'll yeah. just love. They love to talk, and they'll talk, and they'll talk, and they'll talk. And you have everything you need to know. And at the end of the call, you can say, "Listen, I got everything I need. Are you available tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m.? I'm coming mm -hmm. out." Mm -hmm. And they'll say, "Great." And they're like, "I'll see you then." Mm -hmm. and it's a done deal, you know. So, uh, but again, in the show notes, we're going to have an example of this script. And uh, lastly, just want to reiterate here, guys, don't don't worry about following this word for word. All this is is just good questions that you should be asking. That's it. Yep. You know, yep. so keep it simple. Just another human on the other end of that phone. Just talk to them, figure out what their problem is and offer them a solution. That's that's what we're doing in this business is we're just trying to help people buy their properties and offer them a solution. Always shoot for that win win. Great. All right, guys, uh, let's go ahead and, and wrap up then. Uh, I guess the action item for today, uh, if you haven't sent out any direct mail or put out bandit signs or whatever, um, your phone's not ringing, you need to get your phone ringing. So go back, listen to episode number 14 again and send out some direct mail. Like just, let's just get it going uh, so your phone's ringing so you can apply some of this knowledge that uh, hopefully we're, we're putting out there for you yeah, guys. I mean, if you guys are listening to this episode 15 already and you haven't sent out direct mail, I mean, you should, you send some do that mail. immediately. <laughs> or bandit signs. Or Again, bandit whatever signs. your strategy is. Yeah. But start doing but something. But start marketing, guys. I mean, we've touched on this several times. You are in the marketing business. And if you don't have a marketing budget, even if it's like 50 bucks, then you'll never, you know, you're not going to be, you know, successful in this business 
without having a marketing budget. Mm -hmm. You know, and that budget could even be time. But you need to have a marketing budget. You need to start marketing immediately. Great. So, guys, let's uh, remember, go ahead and check out the freewholesalecourse.com uh, at freewholesalecourse.com. That is a great course Dave and I put together. has basically everything you guys need to get started. And uh, if you're interested in properties in St. Louis, please check us out at discountpropertyinvestor.com. You can subscribe, get all of our deals that we're putting out to our buyers. Because, uh, again, that is our, our primary uh, source of income here is, is real estate. Mm -hmm. uh, we are out there doing it every day. Uh, Dave, you want to do the quote here, uh, wrap up the episode? Absolutely. The best investment on earth is earth. It's <laughs> a good right. quote. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.